Hello everyone. Welcome to Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry. As the word says, we shall come into his presence with singing and into his courts with praise and overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We're not talking about anything, any new um, revelations and so forth. We've been uh, spending time going through the foundational things. And I think those are the most, some of the most important things that are written out in Scripture. Actually, when you think about all of what happened in the book of Acts, <clears throat> you know, the exploits that they did, and that it was these basic um, things that were laid out by the Lord that uh, enabled them and empowered them to go and um, change everything around them. All right, so I think that's the, um, the focus. So I think, you know, the, the whole idea about the music was to get everybody's attention today. I, I'm sure it would probably get everybody's attention more than... Um, if the worship was actually playing. <clears throat> so the last uh, few weeks we have been uh, reading from uh, Hebrews uh, 6, from verses uh, 1 to 3. Uh, let, if I could get everybody to go to uh, Hebrews 6, uh, we'll start from verses 1, 1, and then we'll read to 3. Uh, actually, can I get Kim to read it today? You can read it from my Bible. She's going to panic. You know, she's like, oh, it's going to take me a while to find Hebrews 6. Don't worry, I got it for you. <laughs> Hebrews 6, Hebrews 6 uh, 1 to 3. It says here, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism, and of laying and of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. Yeah, so we already, uh, in the in the first uh, week, we spoke a little bit about um, discipleship. We, we spoke about the cost that is associated with being a follower of Jesus Christ. And we're doing the, these things uh, very deliberate and step-by-step. Step. We're bearing in mind that, um, you know, I... I I've spoken to pretty much everybody on here at some point, and uh, I think it's uh, fair to say that everybody's looking for better um, results in uh, regards to the, the, their walk with Jesus Christ, in regards to the manifestations of the promises and the things that God has spoken over their lives. And uh, we decide, you know, we're, we're the same here, right? And, you know, why is it that we're not receiving the fullness of the promises? Not only those that are written in scripture, but those that have been given to us personally from the Lord. Those prophetic words that we received um, at different points and so forth, but then there is no manifestation of them. Are, are not, we're not seeing them in the fullness. And we're examining why is it that um, we're not walking in that those um, levels of breakthrough. We're going through each and everything in the foundations. And then we're getting these things fixed because in the next stage, we're going to be um, having our prayers answered like snap, snap. God's going to, you know, once you align with God's will, then you're going to, we are all going to realize that all, all along the Lord wanted to speak to us way more clearly. And he wanted to speak to us more than we wanted to hear him because it's not like something that we, you know, for example, you can have a vision or a dream that you're pursuing. But then if God is the one that put that dream or that vision inside of your heart, then it's, um, that means he wants it to be expressed. And I believe that once you are in alignment with his will and you're being led by the Holy Spirit, then we're going to see the fruits. We're going to see 
uh, all of those personal breakthroughs, not only talking about um, ministerially or, you know, um, saving the lost and so forth, but there are certain things that um, we want for ourselves. I mean, it could be a basic thing as uh, uh, healing. Uh, it could be healing in our bodies. It could be uh, uh, in our finances, uh, just breakthrough in those areas and so forth. And, you know, uh, the, the, the scripture says that seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So we're, we're um, examining that the first thing that we should do is begin to focus on Jesus Christ, give, him, give our life to him in totality, and that all of these secondary things will come to overtake, over, overtake us as we have um, the position that we're supposed to have in Jesus Christ. And if we're not seeing them happening, then it means that something is missing in the spiritual element. And that's why that result is not. Because if the Lord has called you to, for example, I'm just going to use a ministerial role as an example. If the Lord has called you to be a pastor, right? And then you're functioning in the secular world as an accountant, for example. But then you're still expecting some of the other, uh, some of the other things that the Lord has spoken to you about to manifest, and they're not manifesting. Because those things are associated with your calling. They're associated with you bearing fruits for the kingdom of heaven. So we begin to, um, we went back and talked, we spoke about discipleship and commitment. Commitment. It's like you're, you, you go, uh, when you're purchasing a, a house, there are different stages of the purchase of a house. And you have to um, deposit. You have to make deposits and then eventually you have to come up with all of the funds to um, bring over to the bank so that it can close the deal. And, and this deal is only closed if, if both parties, um, you know, fulfill the promises. They're part of the deal. And we're saying it's the same thing, spiritually speaking, that God is ready, willing to do all that he has spoken in his word, in his word, in regards to our life. But we need to, um, there are some things that we need to fix in our in our own lives in regards to his word we need to align some things right we need to get out of the old man and get into the the, the new man in its in its fullness and then we'll begin to see these things happen there's a process that um that god god takes us through to change and transform us so we dealt with um in the we dealt with laying on of, uh, uh not laying again the foundation of repentance so we know we spoke about repentance from dead works and of faith towards god of the doctrine of baptisms, that's what we're on now, the, the doctrine of baptism. And we dealt with, uh, last week we dealt with, um, we spoke about four different kinds of uh, baptisms that are mentioned in the New Testament, the bapti baptism of John, uh, Christian baptism, and uh, Christ's baptism of suffering. And this week we're going to step into uh, an area that is very, very explosive, and that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I be this is the great change that we're actually looking for. And yes, it's not uh, revolutionary. I'm pretty sure everybody here has um, at some point heard about the Holy Spirit or uh, heard from the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to read from uh, Acts 1 and verses 8. I'll just give you a minute to find that scripture. I mean, it's very good. I want, it's good to see, look at the words that are written in scripture with our own eyes rather than just hear someone read it. So it says in Acts 1 verse 8, it says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. 
So, so after the resurrection and prior to his return to heaven, Jesus gave important instructions to his followers concerning the Holy Spirit. In um, Luke 24, 49, it says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And, you know, if we're going to do the works that God has called us to do, we're going to need the Holy Spirit. We're going to need the gifts to be activated in us. It will not be a case where, you, where we can go out and, and, based on intellectual understanding, convince people about this uh, Jesus Christ being real, and then expect them to um, give their lives to him. I'm not going to read some of these comments in case you guys are not hearing us again. Okay. Yeah, so um, the promise to which Jesus referred to was the Holy Spirit. And Jesus had also spoken of this previously to his uh, followers in uh, John 4, 14, 16 to 18. So I'm reading uh, John 14, 16, 16 to 18. And he says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfort, comfortless. So we see here the Lord stressing the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's okay, a lot of times we, go, we, we do have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but then we don't continue with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in uh, Romans 8, in the book of Romans, uh, in Romans 8, it says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. In other words, we're, not, we're no longer to be led by our mind, by our emotions, and just by our intellect. But we can be led by the Holy Spirit. So it, let's say, for example, you're looking for um, a school, a college. You want to enroll in college. And you are, you know, there are like five different options to you. And you're wondering which is the perfect one then the Holy Spirit can communicate to you the one that is for you. When it comes down to marriage, it's the same thing. You're asking the Lord, who is the person that you should get married to? In my, myself and, uh, and Kim's case, the Lord communicated that to us very, very clearly. I, and you know what? That's why our marriage has lasted, right? lasted so long, because it was ordained by God. But I'm sure if, um, if I had gotten married, married uh, to someone else, then right now I probably would have uh, some type of a split family with some woman uh, suing me for uh, all different type of stuff uh, because you get married to the wrong person. You're not, not, not depending on the Holy Spirit. Right? So, so he, uh, we're, today, everybody's going to uh, just throw away every, every mindset that they have every smart, every wisdom, every understanding that is not consistent with the leading of the Holy Spirit. Once and for all, throw it away and then let the Holy Spirit lead. This is why we're why we um we are living in this particular house. This is why we're living in this particular city, right? It's because the Holy Spirit told us to come down here. We we um this is this is how the believer's life is supposed to be um lived. And when you begin to do that, you'll see the power of God in your life. So yeah, uh, so what are the purposes of the Holy Spirit? We'll just go through a few of the things really quick. I'm not going to get you to reference the scriptures. I'll mention them. You can write them down. But um, the purposes of the Holy Spirit. So one of the main purposes of the Holy Spirit is, is given in the passage uh, quoted to comfort, 
to comfort believers. Like we said here, I will pray to Father and he will give you another comforter. That's uh, John 14, I'm reading from again. That he may abide with you forever. So he's there to comfort us. But the Bible gives many other purposes for the Holy Spirit in the, in the life of the believer. Uh, uh, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3 verses 18, conform to the image of Christ, which is a big one. In other words, the Holy Spirit will, take, will undertake um, a, uh, a process inside of you that changes you from the old man, right? Imagine you're uh, now a believer in Jesus Christ, and um, you were, let's say, for example, you forgot, but you were in prison before, right? You were in prison for a long time, and you're um, maybe you've seen a lot of violence and, and and lived a rough life, and you have that mindset, uh, you know, that and you you, you encounter Jesus Christ and you receive Him as your Lord and your Savior, but that, you know, those tendencies are still inside of you. So the Holy Spirit is going to undertake a process inside of you to begin to reveal the love of God inside of you and begin to heal you from the traumatic things that you probably have encountered. So the Holy Spirit, um, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to conform us to the image of Christ. Another one, uh, 1 Corinthians 2 verses 10, reveal biblical truth to us, biblical truth. So when we read the Bible, we can read the Bible intellectually. And I've done that. I actually attempted to read the Bible um, previously. I think I was maybe 18, and I go, I'm going to read the Bible from the back, front to the back. And I think I, I, I don't think I, I didn't go even quarter of Genesis. I, I didn't get it. I was like, I, I just didn't understand. I know, I know, no one had explained to me about the, the Holy Spirit and so forth. I just kind of like was trying to read the Bible mechanically, and it never, it never really uh, inspired me. So I had a desire, but I had no spirit. And he teaches us. John, John 12, 26, teach. The Holy Spirit teach. Uh, in John 4, 24, quick references. Inspire us to worship. So when we come in the presence of God, sometimes we don't necessarily feel like worshiping. We don't feel, you know, we might not be in a good mood, but the Holy Spirit can take over and begin to give you the energy and begin to give you the disposition so you can actually worship the Father. So you can actually receive that worship. So you, you, you're... um. You're maybe maybe you're a little bit down, um, depressed, and so forth like that. The Holy Spirit can help you in that to um, bring you to a place where you are truly worshiping God, and that mindset is changed. It strengthens us. Ephesians three sixteen strengthens our spirit. Uh, Titus three verses five. It changes changes us. Uh, another big one is John sixteen eight to eleven. It says. He convicts us when we do wrong. So when we do when we do wrong, it's like um, if uh, Andrea Charmaine don't mind me sharing this. We were at Andrea Charmaine's house earlier this week, and um, when I went in their house, the the Lord was telling me to pray, and I was kind of like waiting on the uh, right time to pray, waiting on the right time to pray, and we never really prayed at the end until at the end, and then no. When really late, before we left, I, I felt like, oh, okay, no, I'm going to pray. But then I felt bad. I, like, I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He's like, I had given you these instructions at the beginning. And you did not, you did not pray and allow me to do truly what I wanted to do. And even though you had a um, conversation that was consistent with Scripture and with God, but maybe there was something else that we missed. 
so in, before I prayed, I felt really felt the uh, conviction. Of, I, I was communicating to them that I, I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I had to um, ask the Lord to forgive us before we could actually pray. I said, Lord, uh, please just have mercy on us um, because we didn't do what you, we should have done. So we and the Lord had really had mercy on us and, and we prayed and then I felt the Holy Spirit came um, the presence of God came and he began to um, speak to us and reveal certain things. And I just thank God that he's uh, merciful to us. So when we don't necessarily obey, you know, he give us second uh, and third chances, but we got to we at some point we got to get this thing and uh, mature and begin to allow the Holy Spirit to take over when we come together. So we had um, Sister Marcia here until very late last night. And uh, the minute she came in, we actually worshiped for over an hour. And this time I didn't miss a beat. I was like, no meals, uh, like, uh, you know, listen, let's not uh, fraternize this, this thing into just uh, friendships. And then, no, you know what, this time I can't go before the Lord because I'm going to be like depressed. Because I, when, if, I, if I don't obey, if some people, it's okay for them not to obey the Holy Spirit. But that's the only thing that gets me really, really down is when I disappoint the Holy Spirit. You know, and sometimes I, when I'm in that state, I got to, uh, I don't want to pray. And then I, I have to say, Kim, you pray. Because he's in a good mood with you. So if you pray, then you will look at me and smile at me and I will be back on, the, on a good page, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm having this kind of like, um, uh, you know, relationship with the Holy Spirit that I don't, I really don't want to do anything. I don't want to, uh, I like um, Catherine Pullman, Benny Him, um, you know, their relationship that they had with the Holy Spirit, one that was so very, uh, even though you're a guy and, um, you know, <clears throat> but, you know, that tenderness towards God, I want to have that very tender heart towards God. I might um, rough my kids after and say, get out of here and all of that. But when I'm dealing with the Holy Spirit, it's just like, uh, you know, I want to have that tenderness. I want to make sure that uh, I'm being the person that I should do. Mark 13 verses 11, <clears throat> speak through him. Like, right, you know, even right now, I'm depending on God to um, inspire me to speak because I really didn't have the the energy this week to actually read over this lesson and go into the scriptures and so forth. So I'm just kind of like, Lord, you know, I didn't do it, but help me out here. Right. Mm -hmm. And actually, I, uh, the Lord is actually helping me to do this now. So the Lord is actually, it's a speak through him. I'm depending on the Holy Spirit. I I, I go down in my uh, basement and I lay down. I don't even pray on my knees sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to show God. I'm just trying to make a statement to God that I'm helpless and I'm hopeless. And if you don't do something, I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself mm -hmm. and uh, give a bad testimony and just mess up the whole thing, right? So we, went, I'm we are depending on the Holy Spirit. But, you know, if I was um, on top of my game, so to speak, okay, I'm feeling real confident. And I did all of my, um, my necessary um, studies and so forth like that. And then I depended on that. And now I'd be in trouble. So I rather, Paul said, I, you know, he preached in weakness. I rather preach in weakness than, than think that just because I was able to start. Because you know what? At that time, I might do a, a good presentation. But if the Holy Spirit is not moving in your lives, in your homes right now, then this thing is like one big show. And, they are, you know, we're not in the motivational um, speaking business. So the message, the words must have life. And, and, and you know, this is what we're praying, that God would change people, shift people, that they would come out of these... Um, sessions built up with understanding and so forth like that another one is to demonstrate god's power demonstrate god's power so when we see people we're not fearful to um, like someone who's ill and you're feeling sorry for them like we're feeling sorry that the person is going through um pain but then 
the wisdom that you know if the power of the Holy Spirit is in you, then you can pray for that person. All right, so that's one I think. Give give him power, power, give us power to witness, to witness about Jesus Christ. And it's not always about um talking only, it's about demonstrating that power. <clears throat> so let's talk about uh, a little bit about the evidence of the Holy Spirit. The evidence of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1, verses 8, it says, but ye, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me to the uttermost part of the earth. Right. A, a good example uh, of a, an individual in Scripture is uh, Peter. We know Peter was, um, you know, before Jesus Christ was crucified, Peter was uh, very bold uh, in telling the Lord that, you know, I will never deny you, and if they, you know, I would stand with you regardless of what. But then when Jesus was uh, actually taken by the Roman soldiers, we saw Peter just totally um, denied the Lord three different times. Because the, the speakings that he was doing before was not by the Spirit, was in his own, by, in his own strength. And uh, it, the Bible says it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. <clears throat> but we saw the same Peter after the day of Pentecost. We saw the same Peter after the Holy Spirit came on them. And if you read Acts uh, verses 2, go read Acts verses 2, you'll see that same Peter, uh, he had the Pentecostal sermon there where I think it was like 3,000 people. And he, sp he spoke very boldly. And after that, we saw um, people being healed even by his shadow and so forth. So that's the difference between uh, a person working in their own strength and a person relying on the Holy Spirit to do the work in them. But we, but we also see that uh, in, if we read in Galatians uh, 2, 11 to 21, let's go to Galatians 2. Uh, I'll just read a little bit of that there. So Peter, this Peter that was actually filled with the Holy Spirit and God used him so mightily. So mightily uh, in the book of Acts. But look what happened here uh, in um, Galatians 2. Peter was actually contending. Paul was actually contending with Peter. And it says here, but when Peter was come to Antioch, <clears throat> I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. For before, because what happened at this point, Peter was actually going back to the, the old customs of not eating and not associating with the Gentiles. And verses 12, it says, For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision, which means he was fearing the, um, the Gentiles. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly, According to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, If thou, being a Jew, livest after the manner of Gentiles, and not as do the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? So, in other words, when, when we, um, you can receive the Holy Spirit and you can be on fire, you can actually raise the dead. But then you have to maintain fellowship and relationship with the Holy Spirit. It has to be, it has to be ongoing. And we see that um, Peter, for a season, for a short season, he actually lost that... Um, that strength and that um, conviction uh, that he had in the beginning. And, and sometimes it can happen in our own lives. And this is, um, these are things that we have to be mindful and watchful of that. We do this once and then we maintain it. We don't allow the fact that we have to, we, we, we are going, we're in the work world and, you know, 
there's a different conversation that are that is going on at the coffee maker and uh, beyond those desks and we are hearing people talking about material the material world and so forth like that and as a christian these things are actually beginning to seep into our minds and we went there thinking that we were going to turn all of them to jesus and in three months time <clears throat> they're all, all they're talking about is uh vacations and all of those type of things and before you know it our christianity is parked in the corner and we we begin to compromise on um everything and the holy spirit that was so bold in you when you enter that place ready to conquer you push the holy, you push the holy spirit out you know and and that's not this is not the way it was designed by god when i go into these workplaces i my own mentality not not to think about it like uh but i think about it before i go in or when i go into a situation i'm like i'm gonna go there and in other words i'm gonna punch them in the face spiritually and then I'm going to punch him in the face every day spiritually. And I'm never going to apologize about it. So that's kind of like my mentality. And I've been into uh, several different workplaces. And 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 also, I'm willing to be fired. Because as far as I'm concerned, they don't pay my bill. No, I'm not saying to be rude. And God is not calling everybody to think it. But the point, that, the point is, you know, some of the things that are being impressed on you in those places, really and truly, if, for example, if you begin to talk about Jesus, a lot of these places, well, so you can't talk about religion. Or you can't talk about politics, but then they're talking about every other program that is on TV. So no, this is how I measure the whole thing. So I go, if I can't um, talk about Jesus and um, our, then I don't want to hear about the TV programs that are happening. So I have a right to um, to plug out from those things. So that's my decision. I find those things um, very negative, and they don't do anything to um, promote spiritual growth in me. So just to maintain the peace in the workspace, I am not going to uh, accommodate this type of mentality. You know, I, I, and people, um, you know, explain it and they approach it in different ways. And they're right. You know, you have to find a, you have to find a way that works for you. But you, at the same time, you cannot allow people to just impress things on you because these things will cause the Holy Spirit. You begin to um, participate in certain conversation and you will find that, you know, the Holy Spirit, you're not hearing his voice anymore. The Bible says that we're supposed to guard our heart. So, you know, you have to be like very, very strong and convinced about this. And you can't be like accommodating to every scenario and situation. I believe that we are the bold ones. When we read the book of Acts, uh, we see Peter uh, having, talking to these people. And he was like, okay, today the spirit of God is inside of me. And today, if, if yesterday I had spoken, I would not have had this boldness. But today, after the upper room experience, you're going to shut up and listen to me and you're going to be saved. That's kind of like his uh, mentality. And he did it. We have to, um, we, we're not, we're not, I'm not promoting being rude, but it's um, an attitude that you have on the inside. And then you have a gentleness and a love to reach out to people. But you know, you know, uh, a certain line that they will not be able to push you beyond. <clears throat> right. You know, if you begin to um, speak a certain way or entertain certain conversations, that the Spirit of God is not going to appreciate those things. We cannot compromise. It's very costly when we compromise. And the Holy Spirit is, if we read the book of um, Genesis, we saw that the Holy Spirit is the one that constructed um, this world. Like God spoke, but the Spirit of God moved and did all of that. So it's a mighty force that we have inside of, inside of us, and we're going to allow people to um, cause us to, um, you know, push him away, so to speak. So uh, in, uh, now the baptism in the Holy Spirit. There are seven passages in the New Testament where the word baptize is used in relation to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read some of them really quick. Matthew 3, verses 11. 
because I know at the same time that many people in the body of Christ there are many different uh, views in regards to um, the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and whether or not they're uh, relevant and so forth like that. And we know that it's craziness because there's no way you can read the Bible and actually come to that conclusion. You know, even if you're blind, and some, uh, it, it, you know, the, it, these things are written over and over in, in, in Scripture. Matthew 3, verses 11, it says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. In Mark 1, verses 8, it says, I, have, I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. So we're talking about two different baptisms here. Baptism in water is one, and you can be you can receive the Lord Jesus Christ and, and not be filled with the Holy Ghost. That is actually a possibility. Uh, Luke three sixteen, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's John speaking. So we see these um, scripture. There are scriptures to encourage us to to, re, to go after receiving the baptism of the holy spirit and we are we, there's also a lot of debate in the body of christ in regards to the signs what is the sign that i'm filled with the holy spirit and we talk about uh speaking in tongues you know the holy spirit in 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 john 3 verses 8 it says the wind blow it where it listeth and and thou hearest the sound thereof but cannot tell where it cometh and whether it goeth so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So here we see the comparison is being made to the wind. Like we cannot see the wind, but we see the effects of the wind. We see the wind uh, blowing the trees or, or the leaves and so forth. But we know it's there. And it's the same thing with the Spirit. We cannot see the Spirit, but we can feel. We can feel the effects of the Holy Spirit. We can feel the, the um, ability suddenly uh, comes inside of us to want to worship or to want to testify, or, or to want to testify about Jesus Christ. And, I, I, you know, I live this. I just feel compelled when I go outside to tell people about Jesus Christ, even if the situation is not perfect. I mean, when you're in the supermarket, it's not necessarily perfect for you to speak to people. But you're feeling this desire on the inside to testify. That's the Holy Spirit. And he's, not, he's very gentle. And I, and I believe uh, we should, you know, this is, we should take a little bit of time right now to actually think about going forward. How is it that I'm going to witness to more people? No, let's consider this now. How is it that we're going to live here and witness to more people? Because when you begin to um, do the work of an evangelist, you're going to hear the voice of God that much more clarity, with that much more clarity. God is going to be more interested in your business, in your, in your life. When you begin to want to do the works that he has called you to do. We're not going to, if I'm not hearing God's voice, personally I'm praying and I'm not hearing God's voice. I'm telling you, the moment that I go outside and I say hello to someone and begin to um, talk to that person, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and words begin to um, be inspired from me to be spoken to that person. That's how interested God is in regards to his kingdom mandate. And this is how we're gonna we're gonna hear when we when you go outside and begin to do the work what God has called you to do, then God will take care of the other areas of your life that you want. You're waiting on Him to um, hear. So uh, there are three places in the New Testament where we are told what happened when people were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and uh, one is Acts two, 
2 to 4. And it says here, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the houses where they were sitting. So it, came, it sounded like a, a rushing mighty wind. And what was the effect? It says, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we see that the, the, um, the indicator that you have been filled with the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. That's not to say that if you, uh, if you don't speak in tongues, that you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit. But you have the ability, everybody, everyone that is um, filled with the Holy Spirit has the ability to, um, to speak in tongues. But some people, uh, sometimes we get, I got a little bit intellectual about it in the initial when I was um, trying to speak in tongues, I was wondering, was that me or was that God? Was that Holy Spirit? And I was doing all of this song and dance rather than just let the thing go. Right? And it sounds good or it doesn't. How does it sound? I'm listening to myself and I'm listening to someone else to see if this sound like uh, tongues. My tongues does not sound like theirs. What is happening here? I don't know if I should actually do this. Right? But so this thing, is, it can be, it can be um, a work for some of us. Like my wife, no, I, I saw it differently with her. Right? I was in a church once, no kidding, and um, they actually called me to catch people, right? And I was catching the people, as, they, as they, this guy was laying hands on the people, and I was catching the people, and my wife was in the line. And he was actually, um, she doesn't like when I uh, share this one. Mm -hmm. The guy was actually laying hands on people, right? But he did not lay hands on her. She was like, uh, maybe like uh, nearly 10 feet from the guy. And I just, it's like something took her over. And, you know, they gave us instructions on how to hold these ladies, right? Make sure that you, do, you don't put your body against and just grab them by the shoulder. So with her, you know, it was different. So I just ran over and I, like, just grabbed her. And one of the other guys, he was, like, tapping me, like, don't touch them. Don't, don't touch them. I was like, no, I can't touch this. But don't worry about this one. But, yeah, so the, the Holy Spirit, right, real. She gave herself to um, everybody um, manifest. Like, not with me, quite frankly. It's not like that. Right. The first time we had the lesson here, I'm not sure if uh, the first lesson that we did when we opened the Zoom conference, she uh, ran out of here, right? I'm not sure if you guys knew. She actually ran out of here when the Holy Spirit fell on her. And she was in the, um, I could hear her in the kitchen. And, and, the, and the kids were scared because they were like, all of a sudden they just heard this noise. It's the Holy Spirit, right? So we, we need to give them, the, allow the Holy Spirit to um, express himself. Through us, we need to uh, allow ourselves to be to start speaking in tongues. There are benefits to speaking in tongues. We see another example here is uh, Acts ten forty four to forty six. Uh, it says, while Peter yet spoke those words, the Holy Spirit fell on all them which heard the word, and they of the and they of the circumcision which believe were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. But they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. That's Acts 10, 44 to 46. So, you know, the early believers were not as um, concerned about uh, other people's opinion and so forth like that. They, they were like, okay, they, they were like so expectant when they heard this message of Jesus Christ, the Messiah that was promised. And they, not, they did not necessarily, um, they were not Israel, but they had heard the things of God. Because they were in that vicinity, they had heard the things of God. They had heard that there was a Messiah that was going to come. They catch a wind of this. So eventually, when this when uh, this happened, and they begin to realize that they were a part of this plan of God, they were so excited. 
they couldn't care less. They were like, there is a Holy Spirit. Let, yeah, like let him let him do what he wants to do. And that's why they receive. And that's the kind of mentality that we need to have. But, you know, when you become too scientific about this thing and wondering about your neighbor here, like, no, they need the, they need the Holy Spirit too. So maybe what we should do is be bold about it, speak in tongues, allow the Holy Spirit to do, and show them and let them get, get a little bit of strength from your um, from your allowing God to do what he wants to do. And we see also here in Acts 19, verses 6, and when and when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Without going to the prophecy, as we compare these scriptures, there is one physical sign which is common to all. Those who receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they spoke with other tongues. Other supernatural signs of the Holy Spirit are mentioned, but none as having taken place on all three occasions. So we see speaking in tongues. And there, we are going to go into a little bit um, about the benefits of speaking in tongues. From these biblical records, we conclude that the sign of speaking in tongues through the Holy, through the power of the Holy Spirit confirms that a person has been baptized in the Holy Spirit. So, you know, a lot of times people begin to doubt whether or not they were truly baptized in the Holy Spirit because they did not speak in tongues. <laughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> The sign of tongues can be the language known to man. This is what happened on the day of Pentecost. He says, so in other words, when uh, someone speaks in, in, on the day of Pentecost, it's, uh, they had, were speaking in a lot of languages that was known to man. In other words, they were uh, speaking languages that were common to the people that were there. In Acts 2, 7 to 8, it says, and they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? Because we didn't have linguistic um, people teaching different languages at that time. So it was very odd to have a, a large group of people that were multilingual. So that would um, that was one of the things that would really get these people to think and say, something here is very supernatural. Something here is beyond. Uh, even though some people were saying that they were drunk, but then those with um, a brain would really begin to inspect this thing and say, you know, and that's what we have to inspect and know when, uh, when it's God, when something is supernatural. And how we hear every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born. So what are the purposes for tongues? The other tongues received through baptism in the Holy Spirit has many purposes in the lives of a believer. 1 Corinthians 14 identifies some of the purposes of the manifestation of tongues. And one is to pray to God. Verses 2, 1 Corinthians uh 14 verses 2, one, number one is to pray. We can pray in a heavenly language. So we can pray out things that we do not even understand when we pray in tongues. Uh, Self-edification. When you pray in tongues, it, it's, it's, um, it's kind of like, you know, you need physical food for your body and you can actually know when you're hungry. There are signs that your body's giving off that you need to eat. Well, when it comes down to your spirit, you can know when you're spiritually down. You, you, you don't have the energy to, um, to pray uh, and so forth. So when you begin to pray in tongues, it begins to edify you and build you up. I know you have the ability to pray. Now the, the Holy Spirit is actually um, able to strengthen you through praying in tongues. And when, it, when, and when interpreted, they edify the church. So tongues can also be uh, interpreted verses 12 uh, we can tongues also for intercession as a sign to unbelievers uh, fulfillment of prophecy Joel 2 28 the prophet Joel spoke about 
in the last days I will pour out of my spirit and all flesh and your sons and your uh, daughters will prophesy and your old men will dream dreams so we see that this is these tongues was actually spoken of in the old covenant that there will come a time that the body of Christ would begin to um, speak in unknown languages and we know there are many objections uh, in regards to tongues but we're not gonna spend a, a lot of time another thing that can hinder us is fear some believers do not seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit because they are afraid they will receive an experience that is not of God so the the supernatural sometimes can scare us what is gonna happen am I gonna open up myself to some type of a demonic entity but you know God has actually in the Word of God he has given us the assurance that that will not happen so we when we're praying uh, for the Lord to baptize us with the Holy Spirit, we can have comfort. We can have confidence that this is something that God is, uh, is asking us to do. So we need not fear. Matthew 7, 7 to 11 is one of the scriptures that gives us the assurance. And it says, it says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? So when we ask for the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Lord will give us what he has promised us, which is the Holy Spirit. And we need the Holy Spirit to live out the life, to live the life that Jesus Christ has designed for us to live. Uh, the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Jesus left his followers with a responsibility to extend the gospel message to the ends of the earth. The power of the Holy Spirit would help them to fulfill this task. Part of this power of the Holy Spirit was special gifts, which the Holy Spirit gave believers to equip them effectively. And this is where the power aspect of it uh, come into being. Now, these spiritual gifts are not the same as uh, natural gifts. Natural gifts are what you, what you receive. From, if they're God-given, you receive them at birth. And you can actually use them to serve in ministry. You can use them to serve God also. But the spiritual gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. And it says here in uh, Ephesians 4, 12 to 15, what, is, what are the reasons for the gifts? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed one fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Like we're, we're talking about um, setting up this um, spiritual foundation having the understanding of what is written in scripture and the revelation of it by the Holy Spirit is going to give you the confidence that you need to walk through this life and live a, a, a Christian life that is excellent, that is consistent with scripture and live a, a, a Christian life that enables you to bear fruit. And we should bear fruit. You know, there are people that are um, on this video conference now, service that we're having now, are going to have encounters. And they, you know what? What has not happened in your life before? In other words, you were thinking, when am I going to start seeing people saved through my evangelism? 
it's gonna it's gonna start happening um with this refresher as you open up yourselves so that the holy spirit can use you we, we once met this uh muslim lady from dubai on the street and we had a we had a kind of like a clash right where she's telling me about uh, her, you know, she's a Muslim and da 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 da, and I'm t and I'm telling her like, well, well, let me tell you, you're wrong. I was just like, kind of like, you're wrong, and I can prove it that you're wrong right now if you want. If you if you want the truth, we can we can, and we we settled that score. She, the, the the good thing about her is that um, I like to uh, talk to people. I wasn't doing it because I'm trying to win the conversation, but I just know that she she's um, she doesn't have the correct um, belief system. So we prayed with her, and it really um, touched her. And then two days after that, she came to her home and, you know, she gave her life to Jesus. And we were praying for her, myself and Kim were praying for her, and she screamed out. She's like, I feel him, I feel him, I feel him. We took her to uh, Catch the Fire. Some of you guys know Catch the Fire. That's the only church we could have taken her to. And she cried. She was worshiping her and crying. Just like that. We know, I know Kim's um, nephew, uh, Josiah, when he was like uh, 12 years old, and uh, he wanted to speak in tongues. And we went in his room and we were praying for him. And then, you know what? God, God actually spoke to him and he spoke to me. He said, uncle, I heard his voice. But he said, he, he said I did not hear his voice here. And he pointed to his stomach. And he said, I, I heard his voice here. And I go, what did he say? He said, I should focus on him. And then we say, okay, let you this time focus on him. And then we prayed again with him. And then he just started beginning to speak in tongues. 12 years old. Uh, Jordana speaking tongues. I didn't pray for Jordana to speak in tongues. She was five. We were just praying, and then we were like, I heard this little voice just like, I'm like, okay. She made me really look bad, right? Because this thing never happened to me for for many years, right? But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him that in all things, which is the head, which is Christ. That is the end, uh, verses 15. So the, the passage reveals spiritual gifts are for one, perfecting of the saints, Two, promoting the work of the ministry, edifying, edifying Christ and the church. The end objective objectives of these gifts are that we will be united in the faith. The Holy Spirit can unite us. We cannot be united um, carnally. We cannot be united mentally. We need the Holy Spirit to sink us all together. When we're like we've been um, talking about this um, ministry and the people that God is actually um, sending to us. To, to build this ministry and so forth, are we expecting great things from God? Like we're just we're just like crazy. We're believed either we're gonna um, do big things for God, or we're gonna crash, die, and go and go to heaven really quick. That's that that's my plan. I have no no more plan but to um, put in everything on the line. Either this thing work, and if it, if it, I mean it has to work, obviously. I'm, I have no doubt that it will work because I, it's not something like I said we are trying to attain on by ourselves. That would be us being arrogant to think that we could do something uh, spiritual with um, physical means. So that's no level of arrogance. The confidence that we have is a confidence in God with the confidence in what he has spoken. Right. And we know that if he has uh, called us to do something that he's going to provide uh, all of the resources and what we need. So the only thing that allows us to have this kind of confidence and boldness is because it's just what we read in scripture. So we're reading these things and understanding who, who wrote this word, these words and we're believing them for, 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 for big things. All right. So develop in perfection with Christ as our model and become stable, not deceived by false doctrines. Mature spiritually in Christ. We have been having quite a number. Of, we, we spoke to quite a number of people this week. And we've been saying one thing. 
constantly we've been saying one thing over and over. We, we've probably we've been saying this for years. We actually went to, uh, i give you one more testimony. We went to a vacation in Jamaica, I think it was years ago, because the Lord has been do, um, functioning through us like this for a while now. <clears throat> and we actually went to the same ministry school like uh, Anna and Adriana uh, and so forth. And they they were very big. I thank God um, if they didn't teach me anything, they taught me how to hear the voice of God. And we owe them eternally for, you know, all of the lessons that we, we the Monday nights that we sat in class and listen to these um, teachings on the Holy Spirit. And then they actually, we put them into practice. So because we were doing so much of that when we were at Verbal Church, we actually went out wherever myself and Kim went, especially when we were going on vacation. Many people, they, they leave their Bibles at home when they go on vacation, right? And I'm thinking they're clueless. Right? The whole idea is to take this thing on the plane and take it on the road. So we went to um, the Bahia Principate and we were like, we literally had the people bringing, I had people searching for me. They call him the pastor. Right, people have uh, even people that are that, that flew from other countries. You know, they're asking, seeing Kim, and is your husband a pastor? No, 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 he's just a regular guy that loves Jesus. He's not a pastor. Nobody special, just fire. Right, just believe in God for everything. No, if you want to see a pastor, uh, go check out some of these churches where they, you know, uh, maybe at some point you see me like that. So I'm gonna talk about that. Because <laughs> some at some point we're gonna be, I'm gonna be um, one of them. Uh, but obviously we're gonna be saying something different, right? But the idea, we caught that old place of fire by, this, by the Holy Spirit, not we, but the Spirit of God through us, mm -hmm. that people were hunting us down and bringing, we pray for them and they said, I have a friend that, I, that you need to pray for. It, can you imagine? They don't know you and you're going to have a resort for one week and you're making disciples just like that. Some of them, we still have contact with them. This is, this is why I said that everybody here, your life's going to change uh, this week. Don't watch too much CNN. Right or whatever the Canadian version of uh, CNN is. I'm not sure what. I don't even watch news over here. It seems like there's no news in Canada, anyways. I'm not putting it on Canada, which is uh, probably a good thing because a lot of the news that is coming down the pipeline is so negative. So no news is sometimes good news. So when you really want something to uh, global affairs, you you, you tune into like um, those major uh, news stations, like in the U.S. and so forth. But listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you this week, and you will cause people to be saved and to be healed. And so forth like that. And you invite some of these folks. Who's gonna next week? We're gonna have a um, we're gonna everybody has to invite one person next week. The Holy Spirit is gonna help you. It's a challenge, and it begins with us, right? The Holy Spirit is gonna um allow each person to invite one person on the platform next week. Don't worry if they don't turn up, don't worry about the results. That you all you need to do is find out what God is saying to you, and then you go do it. Let God uh be the one, he's the one that can save, right? He's the one that will bring the um if you if you're consistent, it will begin. To bring people in your path that are the right people that are ready for salvation that are ready to um to receive healing but the only thing we need to do is just be obedient and go mm -hmm. and stop worrying about excuse me stop worrying about this coronavirus taking your life it's not it's not it's not um if you're if you're a child of god start believing in what jesus christ if you truly have given your life to jesus christ start believing what he has spoken over your life considering the days of your life that that he is the one that numbers them you know that that uh sickness can't just interject itself into a true believer's life and take your life like that and jesus is um no he said i'm the good shepherd he's not gonna lose you like that mm -hmm. but then no get activated right if i'm listen when i'm out there if god need people like us to be alive to be, uh, you know, he can't afford for some of us to die. We have to become so important to the kingdom of heaven that God cannot afford for us to keep the bucket before our time. Mm -hmm. 
right? So if, if, if I'm the one that's um, in this um, area here, that's talking to the people that need to hear Jesus Christ, you know, I don't see too many people are doing that. That's my reason. Be like Anna. She was um, lamenting and praying that God would give her a child. And the Lord was not listening. He was sympathized with her tears, but he was not answering her prayers. Until she said, okay, what will it take? And she said, oh, but you know, maybe if I bring back Samuel, and bring him back to the temple after I wean him, then maybe God will use him as a prophet. And God, and, and immediately, Eli um, spoke to her and said, the Lord, hear your prayers, go. How many kids did she have? Many people talk about Samuel, but they don't talk about the fact that God had blessed her with even more children after that. He gave her an abundance. Right? So you have to bring forth your strong reasons why God will answer your prayers, and he will begin to answer your prayers. Lord, cause somebody to come into the kingdom of, uh, today because of me. I've never led one person to Jesus Christ. Always it that I can be in the kingdom. I've, be, I've literally no fruits. Jesus is going to check you. You know, He's going to He's going to ask you, how is it that you didn't, you walk by so many people? You're going to say you're fearful, but he said, didn't you read my word? I did not give you a spirit of fear. So fear will not do it. You will not accept that excuse. So we might as well, you know, get activated and go out there and win the loss and go out there and pray for people that needs to be healed. I mean, and the Lord is actually doing it. Not us, but we know several people on here that are actually doing this and seeing these things in their lives. So the fruits of the Holy Spirit. In uh, Galatians uh, 5, 22 to 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. This is a big one. This is very, very big. The fruits of the Spirit. In other words, when you come to Jesus Christ, you come and you're mad because so many people have hurt you. But God is going to actually change that. In six months, in a year, in two years, you're no longer the same angry person. Now you have love. So, but the fruit of the Spirit, so when you allow the Holy Spirit to take over your being, take over your mind. Look, let's read it again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. In other words, you're not easily ticked off. Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. It is a, it's an amazing thing. Now, think about these fruits. And think about going outside and actually having a conversation with people on the street. And you're a person that actually loves these, you love these people, right? You're considerate about them. And you're giving that energy to them. Do you think that people are going to begin to receive you, want to have conversations with you? And do you think you're going to be able to influence people? No, you're going to be able to influence people. When, you, when you're allowing the Holy Spirit to do all this through you. So the development of these qualities are another important function of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. The Holy Spirit is the one who's developing these qualities in us. And we have to allow this process. If you're, if you're constantly getting angry or are holding on to grudges and so forth like that it's not the end of the world but you know that's not consistent with the spirit of god in you so no that has to be dealt with that's that's something that we have to take to the lord and ask the lord how do we get over this ask the lord for help ask the holy spirit for help uh, and truly uh forgive and and so forth 
and God will begin to impart you with these wonderful um, characteristic traits of the Holy Spirit. So receiving the Holy Spirit, how do you receive the Holy Spirit? Uh, the, the, uh, for Acts 2.38, it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So upon repentance and baptism, you receive the Holy Spirit. Now, it might not be in that format, because we see in the, in the uh, scripture where they were not necessarily baptized, but the Holy Spirit came on them. But that at least you have to uh, repent. Repent of your sins and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Your Savior. Be obedient to the commandment of being baptized. And then ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now we need to um, believe God for this. You have to believe God for this. You have to contend for it. It's like when you're trying to get your first house, you're willing to um, save for sometimes years to get the down payment. When you're when you're uh, trying to uh, buy a car, you're willing to, um, so we have to tie for it. In Acts 2, verses 39, it says, For the promise is unto you, it's a promise from God, and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord or God shall call. We should desire it. John 7, 37 to 39. The desiring Jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink this is the key to getting more from God you have to have hunger and thirst you, you, you there is no way you can accomplish anything worthwhile in the natural world you have to desire things and then you have to extend yourself and pay the necessary price to receive these things and natural things don't carry the value like spiritual things as a matter of fact, if you go up the spiritual things, the natural things will overtake you. It's this the uh, this world that we live in just um, is motivated by um, by the the senses, physical senses in which we um we interact with this world, and we're not allowing who we are, who we are in God, to really um, motivate us and move us. So he that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe in him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. <clears throat> and we must also realize it's a gift. It's not something that we can um, attain. This is a gift from God, that we actually have open ourselves and ask God to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.38 said, the gift of the Holy Ghost. This only would I learn of you. Um, I'm reading from uh, Galatians 3 now. Paul talking to the Galatians. Galatians 3, verses 2. It says, This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. So faith is what activates you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, not something that you do based on works. He therefore that ministereth to you in the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of the faith. So in other words, the effectiveness that you're going to have in going outside to evangelize, the effectiveness, if you're, if you're looking at it and thinking, I'm not able to do this, then you're not understanding that it's the empowerment that the Holy Spirit is going to enable you to do. That's why we're so excited. It's because we know that we have help, not because we have confidence within ourselves. And when you have that uh, position, the Holy Spirit is just ready to express himself through you. So we can build 
the kingdom of heaven. That's the idea here, you know, to build the kingdom of heaven. We're um, we're not here for anything personal. We, we are we are not trying to be, um, you know, famous preachers or, or, or that type of stuff. No, you know, we are just as excited to share with uh, twenty people as we are excited to share with the next person that we're going to meet when we when we walk through the door. We do it with the same energy and the same Holy Spirit works through us. I'm looking for forward to um to my reward when I get to heaven. I'm really looking forward to this. You know, I'm beyond the I'm beyond the the material things and the accolades and the accomplishments that we can get down here. They no longer impress me. And I I, I kid you not, I, they they no longer. But my son told me, like when I went when he, I, I say this every time, these things really excite me. I never get over it. That he saw my house when he went to heaven. So God permitted him to see my house. You know, God was actually get, um, letting me know that there's something for me to work forward to. That that there and it's this is for everybody. This is not for me to um, boastfully speak about myself, but it's for everybody. <clears throat> There's a place for you all, for us all in the kingdom of heaven. But there are different levels. They are different. They are depending on what we do with our time here. We're going to be rewarded accordingly. I was giving you the the example um, last week of Jesse the Plant. So he went to heaven and the Lord showed him this, and he saw people there that were not able in a position to interact with the Father. And God told them that they were only there because of God's mercy, but they never fulfilled their early calling. John Bevere, he has a really nice um, DVD uh, on this, <clears throat> on the Holy Spirit. And he talks about, about it does a skit where um, the Lord was actually calling people, like he would say, Pastor Tanguina, right? Give account of the pastorship that I've um, minister calling that was on your life. And Tanguina would, would say, but I was an accountant. Right? So the Holy Spirit is, the, it, it, you know, just because you are doing something that you learned in school, right, it, might, uh, it, might be, it might be something um, noble. It might, like in Stephanie's case, she has a, a PhD, which is a very noble thing. It takes a lot of study to get to that level, right? And a lot of uh, focus, and that's very, very um, admirable. And we commend her for um, people who achieve these levels of studies. <clears throat> but then we always um, are saying also, uh, you know, Stephanie knows that, you know, she told me, and I never forget that she told me that um, when she was young, like she had visions of herself preaching on a stage. Same thing with Tonya. Right? So a number of people here that they have been called into ministry, but yet they have um, done well in the um, secular world and in school and so forth. But then... At some point, God is going to come knock on your door in regards to what he has called you to do. And when he comes, because you have everything, especially when you've um, reached these uh, levels of accomplishment and it um, allows you to make like salaries and benefits that are, um, you know, in the top in your field. And now God is telling you to go past your church with 20 people or 10 people. And you're going, um, you know, and the Holy Spirit, no. Is the one who's speaking to you there there but you have you have some rewards that are associated with this um, position that you have early but then jesus himself the wise one he said don't store up your treasures on earth where thieves break in and must destroy but store up your treasures in heaven so now you have to go you know you really got to go shake your, your boss's hand and say you know i, I got to move on on the road because beyond this mortgage payment beyond this car payment there's a car for me in heaven. I want you to be the best one. That's got to be our mindset. 
I'm thinking towards. I'm literally thinking, oh my God, when I go there, Jesus. I'm thinking every. I, I go over these things in my mind. I want. I want. When I'm done here, the Lord has to have a smile on His face. I, I, if nothing else, I got to get Jesus to smile. He has to be pleased with what um with what we uh, accomplish or He accomplished through us on this earth. And it's for every single person here. God wants you guys, all of us, activated, filled with the Holy Spirit. And listen, it doesn't mean that you have to memorize all of the scripture. The scripture was not even written when the book of Acts was being, when they were doing these acts. So, yeah. And then realize it's a gift and yield to God. Yield yourself to God. Don't be afraid to speak the language of the Spirit as you are praising and worshiping God. As you praise him audibly, you will first experience stammering lips. Don't let this hinder you. Right? Yield your tongue to the Holy Spirit and he will speak through you words um, that seem as if they're foreign to your understanding. Don't look at uh, don't measure it by the oh you sung to yourself. And then begin to think that it's not from God. But we're not saying to just get all wrapped up in, in, in speaking in tongues. Do speak in tongues. But then allow the Holy Spirit to begin to lead your life. Ask the Lord. Everybody here can ask the Lord, what, what am I supposed to be doing in this season? What is it? Where, where in your body have you placed me now? What should I be doing? When I just went back to, um, um, started going back to church uh, very often, and I started at Rich, Richmond Pentecostal Church, I, I asked the Lord, what can I do here? And, you know, within a short period of time, the, the pastor came to me and asked if I wanted to be an usher, and I wanted to be a security guard. And I'm like, yeah, that was, it's like, that's it. This is what God wants me. And I did it for like um, two, three years. And I, it gave me great pleasure to just go there, open the door for people. I mean, it gave me great pleasure because somehow God had given me this understanding that I'm working for him. And I felt really um, good about the fact that I could do something in the house of God. So wherever God starts you, just stay there and serve there. You're building, you're, you're building up treasures in heaven. Allow the Holy Spirit to, to um, lead every area of your life. If you're thinking about marriage, don't do it until um, the Lord speaks to you. If you're thinking about a job, let the Lord lead you to that job. Subject your life to the Holy Spirit. Isn't it, isn't it, you know, the Lord didn't ask us to do anything really difficult that we cannot do. And then go now and let the Holy Spirit save people outside. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the wisdom to, to witness to people to evangelize and then go and talk about Jesus Christ every chance you get. That's what we're doing. It's exciting. But God in this season wants everybody in his body to be activated. Ask the Lord to begin to speak to you more in dreams and in visions. Desire these things. Hunger for these things. How soon do you want to eat if you haven't had any dinner since and it's 5 o'clock in the, in the evening and you haven't had anything since morning? And someone is cooking the meal. You're checking if there are the, somebody ordered the food half an hour ago. You have to want the things of God like that. Desire them, and He will give them to you. And then you begin your life becomes so simple when you're being led by the Holy Spirit. And that's the message that we wanna we wanna communicate today. Are we just gonna? I'm gonna ask someone to pray. Maybe I'll ask Stephanie to pray that the Lord will just fill His people with the Holy Spirit, and those who have not experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit will actually experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit this morning in some way. Thank you, 
Yes, Lord. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, oh God, please don't do it without us, God. Lord, if you're healing in this season, oh God, please don't do it without us, oh God. Whatever, oh God, that is standing in our way, oh God, to fully walk in our purpose this season, we ask you, oh God, to remove it right now. Every endurance in our home, on our job, whether it's our family or our spouse, oh God, we ask you to remove it in this season. Father God, for everyone that's under the sound of my voice, oh God, that is needing healing in this season, oh God, we pray, oh God, that healing will find them wherever they are right now. For those that are seeking a job during this pandemic, oh God, we know that you are more than able to do it, oh God. For those who need a friend right now in this season, oh God, Holy Spirit, I ask you to fall afresh upon them right now, oh God. Father God, we're praying for a Pentecostal revival in each and every home right now, that your spirit will fall upon us right now, oh God, that we'll speak in tongues, oh God, that people will be healed in our presence, oh God. Lives will be saved, oh God, just because of who we are and who we serve. Father God, oh hallelujah, oh hallelujah, Jesus. Father God, we ask you to break the bondage right now, oh God, that are stopping us from fully fully walking into your purpose, oh God. Father God, I see healing right now in the spirit, oh God. Father God, I see family members falling on their knees and asking, what must I do to be saved? Father God, we're sending it out right now, oh God. I see it right now in the heavens, oh God. Family members being saved right now. Father God, to that person right now that is crying out, oh God, what must I do to be saved? Father God, we ask that you send the instruments right now, that doors, oh God, will be open in their lives, oh God. Oh, Father God, we give you thanks because we feel that this is the season of revival. Yes. So we ask, oh God, to break down the shackles that are affecting us to walk into our season. Father God, whatever it is, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, yes, Jesus. Father God, I feel the spirit right now that there are lives that are being changed right now. Father God, I don't know what it is, oh God, but whosoever is hearing this right now, that fear, oh God, of finding a job, we ask you to remove it right now. That person that, oh God, is praying for healing in their body right now. Father God, we send that spirit right now to heal whatever infirmities that there is. Father God, we know that you are in the season for healing for bringing families together, almighty God. And we thank you in advance for that healing that is coming. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but God is saying that your healing is here. All you gotta do is receive, oh hallelujah, that healing because it's already done in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that prayer, Stephanie. Thank you for the fire. Thank you for the hunger. God is going to do so many things through, through us. So many things. 
I know Stephanie um, had a, also a, a testimony that she wanted to share. And if she wants, uh, she can go ahead and do it right now. And then we can pray for those who need prayer individually. Let me just come down here for a second. Yes. So um, this week I got a job. Amen to that. Amen. And I'll give you a backstory to this job. So I relocated from London to Ottawa earlier this year. Right before the pandemic, walked away from job security, a very good job not knowing what lied laid ahead for me. And when the pandemic hit, I just didn't have the zeal or the willpower to apply for a job. And I remember a conversation that I had with Kim and Andrade that when they moved to London, they said, I'm not looking for a job until God told me it was time to look for a job. And that was the mindset that I was in. And right when the pandemic hit, a lot of aviation pilots lost their job because that's the industry my husband's in. And it so happened that he, he moved from a company right before the pandemic. And when the pandemic hit, everyone, they got rid of most of their pilots, right? But I didn't understand why God was moving us from London to Ottawa. I had a good job. My husband had a good job. But God moved them at a time into a secure position in aviation, whether you Flew or not, he had a job, but I didn't understand it. So being home, looking for a job, I'm like, when it's got timing, it will happen. So I found this job online and with all the studies that I've done, they asked for that one position, one class that I did not take. I'm like, out of everything else, they asked for that one subject that I didn't take. And my cousin said, go ahead and apply step. And I said to God, God, if this is the job that you want for me, I want it to be something that is not on my merit, but where you want me to go. Two weeks after they called me and it just happened just so quickly, the recruiter called me and said, this is what I'm gonna tell you to say during your job interview. I'm like, you're really telling me what I need to say for my interview to impress these people? But God just aligned everything so well that everything just went one, two, three, and they offered me a job. And what was so amazing is they gave me more than I asked for. <laughs> the job is 10 minutes down. Everything that I said to God, Lord, I don't want a job that I work past three o'clock. I don't want a job that, um, you know, and everything I asked God for, he gave me and so much more. And when I thought about giving this testimony, and I'll finish up now because I love to talk, is uh, Malachi 3, verse 10. And I've read this verse so many times, but because I've read it so many times, I've never allowed it to minister to me. And this week it says, just the first line, bringing all the tithes in the storehouse. And I sat back and I said, hmm, storehouse. It's where you go to, to store things like the bank. You put your money in the bank and you go and you get withdrawal when it's time for a withdrawal. And God said to me, this is why I was able to bless you with this job because you weren't meager when it was time to bring your tithes into my house. So when it was time to bless you, it wasn't a problem for God to open up a job for me. You know, we don't go to the bank and ask for withdrawal when we didn't put any deposit in the bank. 
How can we ask God to bless us financially with the little that we have, we don't want to give to God. And that's what I wanted to share this morning. You know, God can give you your dream job in a pandemic. It doesn't matter what season it is. If you're walking in the favor of God and aligning your life with the will of God, there's nothing that God cannot and will not do for you. Like a pandemic is not going to stop God from blessing you with a job. If God's saying you need to move from your comfort zone of a good job, you get up and move because God will make provision for wherever he's sending us. And that was just the word that God gave to me when I got this job this week. You know that you are walking with me. You got up and you left your job, didn't know what it was about, but you decided to move because I said it was time to go. You know, and now that I'm walking into this job, I just want to walk and ask in God what Anjadi said. What do you want me to do here, God? It's more than just a paycheck. What souls am I supposed to reach out to within this, this job here? And when it's time to go again, I'll be willing to pack up and go, knowing that it's God that is sending me. Awesome. That is very encouraging, uh, Stephanie, very even to myself here, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, praise God for that. Uh, and I hope it encourages everybody else. I'm sure it will in whatever it is that you're um, seeking God for in this season. Yeah, but as she's saying that in, it's her submission and her obedience um, to the Lord Jesus Christ, really making him Lord, really valuing the fact that you can have a relationship with him. Don't take it for granted and, and be obedient to what he's actually saying to you. Right. So we, any, if we want to open it up, if anyone wants uh, prayer, uh, you can uh, type it in the chat and we can get someone to pray for you. And while you guys are doing that, I just wanted to um, share something here. When I was sitting, when Andrade was speaking, I was asking Holy Spirit, is there anything that you'd like for me to share with your people today? And um, so gently, I heard him say, just tell them about me. And I'm like, okay. So to me, what the Holy Spirit is, he is a person. He's not a thing. He's, a, he's the Holy Spirit. He's the person of Jesus Christ. Within the Godhead, within the Trinity, there's the Father, there's the Son, who is Jesus Christ, and there's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the administrator. He is the one that does. He's the one that do things. And he's the one that take the things of God and tell it to us. And the Holy Spirit, he is... He's a, he's a comforter, he's a teacher, and he's a friend. And um, what I was thinking about him also, he is so gentle, he's a gentleman, and he will not go, or he will not just barge through your door without you first inviting him. So just invite him in, just open up your heart, and then when he comes in, he will take whatever space, whatever room that you have to offer him. If you open the door to him and you said, Holy Spirit, you can only stay in my living room, that's just what he's going to do, just stay in the living room. Meaning, if you only open up um, just yourself to him and that's it, but you're saying, okay, God, Holy Spirit, you can't touch my finance, he will not do that. He will stay exactly where you put him, whatever room you give him to move, that's what he'll do because he is gentle. And then even as Andrade was talking, um, what I was just feeling was just his presence. I'm like, I hope he doesn't call on me right now to say anything because it's just like my spirit, it was just, 
so so tender it's just like i was just weeping in my spirit not because i was sad but because holy spirit he was here whenever you speak about him he shows up he manifests himself because he he loves when we speak about the things of god that's what he does and my my heart was just weeping because he was just so excited with everything that you were hearing and he was he just wanted to do he just wants to be a friend to you so just open up open up your heart and just let him in today and you know what don't say just come here just come and stay in the living room but open up yourself completely give him all of you and that's just what i want to share about my friend holy spirit amen i'm not sure if anyone else wants to wants to share uh, anything i will give you an opportunity just uh give a wave or something don't hide no one needs a uh, prayer today. Everyone. Oh, wow. It's me that needs prayer. Awesome. This is Ediano. Awesome. Um, I have asked to work on two, on on, uh, on a particular project. So I have received offers from two different uh, people, uh, but I want something that will not conflict with my regular stuff that I do uh, from home um basically what i need is really god's directions what is being put on the table it's great but it's not really what i like but it came it's really the other one but i really want to be thankful to god also i really want a clear direction from god something that will not conflict with what i do on a regular basis okay okay so basically you got um like so just i know how to pray too um Two different offers in regards to um, something that you've been praying about. That is uh, correct, and that will not.